All right. So uh, kind of my vision for tonight is to kind of set up our vision for the next school year or so. And the reason why I'm doing this tonight, not waiting for uh, Septiembre, is simply because I want, I want us to start <clears throat> like gaining momentum now towards what we're going to be doing in the school year. So I'm sorry for the seniors. This isn't like it doesn't apply to you. It just doesn't apply to you. Um, these are definitely concepts that you can take into your next life, sure, and apply them because these are universal truths. They're biblical truths. Um, but they're just, I'm going to tune them specifically for what we're doing here. So up till now, um, our, our focus specifically this past school year and maybe even a little bit the school year before that was very inwardly focused, right? Um, two school years ago, I think deeper was our theme. What was it this past year? I don't remember. Was it deeper this year? I don't remember. That's how good of a youth pastor I am. Anyways, the idea is, was to deepen our relationship with God. For the past two school years, that's been like the entire focus. Um, like we even kind of put that into love month. That's how deep of a focus that was for us these past two years. And that's great because there's, there's not much more important than our relationship with God, right? And making sure that we have a, a, a solid relationship with God and making sure that we are following Jesus. Remember that amazing video series, Not a Fan, that we went through around Christmas time? Sure you do. Y'all remember it. Sure you do. Um, that was just kind of an exclamation point um, to this whole idea of being not a fan but a follower of Jesus and what that really means. Um, we talked a lot about these last couple of years about the big three. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about right now without me just alluding more into it? Right. So you know the big three already. Um, so we kind of like punched you in the face with that over and over. And that's good. You guys all know what that is, whether you're practicing or not, whatever. But you guys know that those three things are so crucial to your relationship with God, um, praying, being in the Bible, and going to church. Um, those are huge. And if you don't do those, if you're missing one of those things, um, your relationship with God is going to struggle. If you're missing two or more, then you're hurting. Um, and it's been awesome, you know, because I've seen a lot of growth in a lot of you these, this past school year and, and past couple school years. And it's really paid off. I think a lot of you have kind of um, finally dove in to your relationship with God, and that's been awesome and a blessing to be a part of. Um, and don't get me wrong in this. All these things are wicked important, but it's not the complete whole picture. I think we've been kind of focusing so much on us that we've kind of been um, missing out on, on a very significant part. Um, and we've, we've neglected the outward expression of our faith. And we've been so focused inwardly that we've, been, we've kind of lost focus of the outward. Um, and there's been times where I've talked about the Great Commission. We're going to talk about that in a few seconds. And I've talked about that, and we spent some time on that. But it kind of gets lost in this overall theme that we've been focusing on. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about our theme a little bit later. Um, but we're, tr we're, we're trying to make this transition from inward to outward this school year. That's going to be the whole idea this coming school year is, is you know, there's obviously going to be things that happen inwardly, um, and that's a, an important part. But instead of just solely focusing on that, we're going to be focusing more on the outward. Um, so what is this outward? What are we talking about? 
Uh, open up your Bibles to Matthew 28, please. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. there looks like pages stop flipping um so you can read along with me if you don't have memorized already it says go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i've commanded you and behold i'm with you always to the end of the age so we get this very kind of i don't want to say like forceful but this is a command that jesus commands us to do is to go Therefore, make disciples of all the nations. Now, he was telling this to his disciples that were there hanging with him in the moment, but this is something that we're reading that is now commanded to us to do, is to go make more disciples. And like I said before, I've, I've taught that. You guys know this verse. Um, I've talked about this in the past, but, but this is now it's, it's going to be more of our central theme and focus this coming school year than it has in the past. Um, the thing is, and I want you to kind of understand this in my heart in this, but um, I've always fought against the importance of numbers in ministry. And you guys maybe aren't as exposed to it as I am, but um, amongst other pastors and youth pastors, you know, if I'm getting together like a youth pastor's retreat or something, oftentimes the first question is, so, hey, how big is your youth group now? Um, and we're so focused on numbers and how many kids we have, and, and that is our sign of success. Um, and I've always really fought against that because I don't believe that necessarily to be true. I think that um, numbers don't necessarily reflect the success of a ministry. Um, discipleship is kind of determines the success of a ministry. Um, but there's something to be said for numbers because they do kind of show us something. Um, they matter because it's really a sign of whether or not we are making disciples. And that's really an important part of, of what church is, is us going out and making more disciples. Um, and a part of the discipleship process is getting a new Christian plugged into a body of believers, a church. Um, so if you share Jesus with something, which is something that we all should be doing as Christians, but we don't do enough, right? Right? I don't because it's intimidating. Um, but if we're doing that, which is something we'll be focus on, focusing on and doing more this coming school year, because that's what we're to be doing as Christians. So if we're doing that, then we need to be plugging these people into churches. We can't just be saying, hey, I'm going to tell you about Jesus, and then just run away and bail on them and leave them to fend for themselves. All we do is we go share Jesus with them somehow, and then we plug them into a church body so discipleship can take place. If you just leave them for themselves, that seed isn't going to grow properly. Um, but if you get them plugged into the church, then that seed can grow. Um, and that's what this is all about. Uh, without frequent church attendance, um, the Christian journey is a lot more difficult, and it's really difficult to maintain your relationship with God outside of uh, the realm of church. Um, 
So that's really important. So to talk a little bit about the theme, um, this school year's theme is going to be uh, Here I Am. And it comes from a passage in Isaiah 6, 8. Uh, you don't have to open up to it. I'll just read it for you. Isaiah 6, 8 is in the Old Testament. And it says, I have heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? send excuse me, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. So uh, just a l- brief little background of what's happening here. Uh, the I, and I heard. And then he said, Then I said to him, Here I am. The I is this dude named Isaiah. Imagine that, because the book is Isaiah. See what he did there? Um, and Isaiah was, was one of the great prophets of the Old Testament. Um, if you look at the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, um, you'll see the huge role that he played um, during his time in the nation of Israel and the surrounding nations. But you also see his impact in the future. Um, he had a lot of prophecies that revolved around Jesus and, and Jesus being the Messiah. Um, and even as you read the New Testament, you'll see Jesus saying different things or different things coming up from Old Testament prophet, and a lot of times it's Isaiah. So he's kind of a big deal. Um, and here in, in Isaiah 6, 8, he is being called. God is calling him to be a prophet, to be his voice. And God is looking for someone to step up and to be his voice to the nation of Israel and to speak for God. Um, and Isaiah says, here I am, send me. He kind of volunteers to go and to be the voice of God, maybe even when it's not that easy. And today we kind of read this, and as we take it as our theme, we kind of consider it our calling as well, right? In Isaiah 6, 8, that was God calling Isaiah. But God is calling all of us to do this, right? We just read the Great Commission in Matthew 28 where Jesus is commanding his disciples and he's commanding us to go and make disciples. So we have that calling on us to go and to make disciples, um, and we kind of take the words of Isaiah um, just as, as a way of volunteering ourselves, as a way of committing ourselves to what our calling is, to go and make disciples. Um, we're saying, here I am, send me, I will go. Um, so the youth group this school year is going to have a little different feel, I think, ideally. Um, it's a, a, a large portion of this school year is going to be about making disciples and discipling them. And I know that if I was sitting where you're sitting and hearing the words that you're hearing right now, um, I would probably be crying to myself a little bit because of what that means. Um, That means you're going to have to be uncomfortable. That means that um, you're going to have to love people through your actions and through your words. And that means eventually that you're going to have to have God conversations with people um, and tell them about Jesus, and then to invite them to church. And those things, all of which can be very uncomfortable. So understand that. But this is incredibly crucial to our Christian walk. And we spent the last couple of years focusing on our inward to lead to this point. Um, as kind of a shooting off place for us to kind of have the momentum and to have the, the reason, the motivation to go out and do these things. Um, because if we don't have the love of Christ in us and understand the love of Christ and the sacrifice he made, then, then this next part isn't going to happen um, as well or as convincing. So that w- the last couple of years were very important to kind of shoot us and to launch us into this. Um, so we're going to kind of be taking a step back in, in some of our Wednesday nights and what we do and what we talk about. We're going to be talking about a lot of the basics and kind of catering our youth group service to 
more of a, uh, a baby Christian type atmosphere, if that makes sense. Um, we've been talking about a lot of deep issues, and we're going to kind of step back from that and really hit the focus or focus on a lot of the, the basics of Christianity and what we believe um, so that people with little to no biblical knowledge can begin to understand the amazing truth that we hold on to. Um, so maybe we might have some stronger Christians in here that kind of think that, oh, you're just kind of forgetting about me and not worrying about me. But I think that, that this year will probably stretch you more than any other years because instead of you just sitting and taking in and taking in and taking in, you're going to be giving more, right? More is going to be required of you to give of yourself, to help bring alongside of you these other people who are, who are baby Christians and to help guide them and help disciple them yourself. Um, because the most effective form of discipleship is peer uh, discipleship, where you are stepping alongside fellow classmates and friends and helping them and guiding them. Because they'll just hear the words that I say and be like, oh, he's a pastor. He has to say this. It's like in his thing, like his job description, that he needs to say these certain things. But if you're coming alongside these kids and you're helping them and you're, um, first of all, showing them a positive example and then leading them on this journey yourself, that's way more powerful. Um, so you're going to be stretched even though, in a different way, I guess. Um, but again, I want to say, don't misunderstand me. We're not going to be completely forgetting about our own relationships with Jesus. Um, but we need to understand that these things work hand in hand. And as we retreat, receive the truth of Jesus and the gift that he offers us, then we move out <clears throat> and then we share that truth and the hope and the love of Jesus with other people. And that's how this whole thing was kind of designed, how it's supposed to be. So it's time for us all to move to the next step and to follow Jesus' lead. Uh, read the Gospels. You see, Jesus was out there loving people. He was doing miracles, and he was just um, having conversations with people. And people followed him because Jesus loved them. Jesus loved people. So we need to follow his lead, and we need to make disciples. Um, so you have your notebooks. Um, what you do with those notebooks right now is you take them home, and you keep them. They're yours. Um, but for those of you who don't have a new notebook, I would like you to come take one, except for you two. You two don't need one. So like Christian and Katie, I think Nick has one already. You guys can come grab a new one. Those notebooks you can take home and keep. They're yours to keep now. But we'll start a new one for this coming school year. Yeah, you should. Do you guys have pens? No, like here right now in your hand? Um, what I want you to do now with your new notebook is this. I want you to open it up to the inside cover. And wait to do this until I, I fully describe what exactly I want here. Um, for you people graduating, you can do this too if you want to. You would just have less accountability. You would have to do it on your own because you won't be part of youth group anymore. That makes me sad. It makes me really sad. need a tissue. Okay, you guys can do that. So what I want you to do is write 10 names on the inside cover of people that you're going to commit to having Jesus conversations with and inviting them to youth group or church this coming school year. All right, 10 names. Wait, wait. They could be friends. They can be family members. They could be cousins. They can be classmates. They can be coworkers, acquaintances, Whoever, people that you know, maybe you don't, you don't even know their name. Maybe you just know them as that, the kid with the weird hair that sits at this table on the lunch in the cafeteria. Um, whatever it is. 
Um, so write these names down. Then as you write them down, um, I want them in this notebook so every week you can kind of think about them. And I want you to pray for these people every day. Pray that God would give you opportunities to show them the love of Jesus in some way. Pray that God would open doors to naturally communicate the message of Jesus and good news at some point. Pray that their hearts would be open to hear and to receive. Pray for the boldness to follow through and play the role that you are to play in this process. And then, at some point this school year, you need to act. You need to do something. You need to build a trust relationship with each person on your list. And then to show them the love of Jesus through the things that you do every day. And then you need to have God conversations with them. And then you need to get them plugged into a church. And, and hear me, I don't necessarily need these people to come to our youth group, although I think that would be dope because then we can come alongside them and kind of have more input in their discipleship process. But if these people get plugged into a different church, that's fine, just so long as they're getting plugged into a church. But ideally, we'd like them here. Not just so that we can say, oh, we have a youth group of 100, but so that we can say that um, we're helping these people in the discipleship process and having a hands-on approach to that. Um, so get them plugged into a church um, as soon as you can. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, that's it. So what I want to do is just take the next couple minutes, and I want you just to kind of spend some time in prayer. Um, maybe some of you have 10 names on mind, in mind right now that you can just jot down and be down in two seconds. If you don't, um, we'll take the next like three to five minutes and just think and just pray about 10 people that you can put on this list, that you can commit to having God conversations with, to loving them and to getting them plugged into a church. Okay? Good? Everyone understand what we're doing here? All right. Three to five minutes is yours.